Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The app, the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined on Monday, March 27, 2023, by actually the guest that I had on the original podcast I ever did. Someone consider him the Barry Bonds of Covenant College Baseball, CJ Edmonds. CJ, say what's up to the people, man. It's been a long time. Man, what's going on, Thomas? Been a minute. Great to be back on the pod. It's a pleasure. Hey, man, always good to have familiar voices back. CJ and I have done a lot, decent bit of baseball podcasts over the years, so... Y'all know we got to run it back. Um, we've come a long way since the first episode, probably done about 500 episodes, maybe even more than that since. So if everything comes full circle. You know what they say in life, guys. CJ's living out in Texas now. CJ, are you pumped for this uh, upcoming MLB season? I'm stoked, man. You've got a lot of really interesting things coming about. I mean, um, I've had some some good offseason acquisitions that have kind of stirred the pot, but obviously the huge talking point is all the rule changes and everything. I mean, I don't think anybody really truly has a good idea of what we're in store for. So um, I'm excited. It's a totally, really like a totally new product that the MLB is bringing forward. Yeah, no, I'm like, I put a decent bit of thought into it, um, read some articles and stuff. Like, I think if anything, that we're going to see more hitters hitting for at, like, I think last year there was what it was, it, tw- it was either 12 or in the single digits on the amount of hitters that hit above 300. I think it'll get back. I think it used to be like there's usually 30-plus hitters that hit over 300, so I think we'll at least get back in that area. I definitely think that home runs will be down a little bit, and 
Honestly, though, I think it'll just be a better game to watch, like, aesthetically. Like, I can't stand watching it when, like, Matt Olson or Alvarez comes up to bat and there's, like, nine people on one side of the baseball field. I mean, teams can technically still move their outfielders over there, but at that point, you're just kind of like, if they hit one in the outfield there, they guaranteed it inside the park home run. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great point. I You know, I, I was kind of in, the, I don't know if I'm the minority or majority, but I, I don't really mind the shift as much. Um, and, and I think infielders can still shift around. Like the rule is that they have to be in the dirt and two to each side. So you can still have a guy pretty much playing right up the middle if, you know, he's going to be, mm-hmm. that's his tendency, right? But um, no, man, it's, it's just bringing a lot of variability. I think you think you bring up a good point, like, Averages are going to be higher for two reasons. One, the shift is going to help with it. And then two, pitchers being on a pitch clock. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of guys that are seeing that clock wind down and they just groove a fastball or a little get me over hook that the hitters are just going to be keying in on. I mean, do they, do you know, do they have a clock in center field so the hitter can see? They have to, right? Yeah, because the umpire, there's no way the umpire's sitting there doing like the basketball, right. you know, where they're going like that. If y'all can't see my hand, I'm doing like the way they count seconds in basketball. There's no way they're doing that. So I think the clock is in center field. So if they've got a clock in center field and I'm a hitter, I'm keying in on like, all right, this pitcher's got like two seconds left and he's still trying to fight with the catcher mm-hmm. on getting signs. Like there's going to be a learning curve and it's going to hit some guys, among, you know, others a little bit harder. But um, I, I think, um, some guys are just going to have some get me over pitches that they need in a pinch when that timer gets slow and good hitters are going to key in on that. And I, I think we're going to see, like you said, averages climb up a little bit. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. I think we're going to see some like very high variance in games too. I mean, you kind of see it now, but I think more so now I feel like we're going to see some pitchers just come out there and get in a tough jam where they just get absolutely shelled because of the pitch clock. And then rather than we're just going to see some pitchers get dialed in and just sit people down batter after batter after batter. I feel like it's, I feel like the games are going to be a lot like that. Like I feel, you know, it's not going to be those games where they scratch their nuts 20 times, which I'm (laughs) honestly not that much of a fan to be honest with you of it. Like, I feel like it might bring some viewers back in baseball, but baseball is the sport it is. And I think speeding it up is kind of stupid in my opinion. You know what? I just I, I can't say on what side I am until I actually see it. I know there's yeah. been some some drama in the um um you know in spring training and and you just I mean there's no telling like what that's going to translate to. Um, I, I think that you know streakiness, like you said, mm-hmm. like baseball is a streaky sport where guys get hot and guys get cold. Where you come in and you're just off on a day where you already have extra pressure from the pitch clock. I mean, pitchers are just going to be all over the place. Some guys are going to come out hot and be grooving through these hitters, yep. and I, they're going to come out cold, and, and hitters are going to capitalize quick. So there's a lot of interesting things. But, you know, I know that this is um, – these things have been tested before, right? Like, this came from the minor leagues. Um, they tested it in the minor leagues, and, and they've got some kind of – back. we've got some kind of background data there. But um, guys aren't really trying to win in the minor leagues, right? Like the main purpose of the minor leagues is not to win a championship. It's to develop. It's to, you know, for mm-hmm. prospects, it's to get their name out there and make a name for themselves. Um, it's, you know, winning is important, I'm sure, but it's not the primary objective. So some of those, the, some of that data, I don't think translates completely straight one-to-one up to the MLB when stolen bases become, you know, runs are more valuable in the MLB than they are in the minor leagues, right? Like, yep um it's just there's so much um so much newness i don't know what to expect i can't tell you whether i'm a fan of it or not i i can tell you that um a two-hour game is is really freaking short 
Yeah, it's de- it, the good thing is like a lot of times me as a big sports better like NBA, I'm staying up 80 percent of the time to watch a game. And more than that, probably 95 percent of the time I'm staying up to watch my game until it ends. Baseball, on the other hand, I'm typically going to bed and I'm waking up in the middle of the night looking at scores, getting pissed off. It's yeah. definitely going to change that at least. So I am a fan of it in that sense. I actually think the base paths part might end up being the biggest part of all this change with the fact you can only pick off once. I think these guys who steal a lot of bases, like I wouldn't be shocked to see. I bet you the steals in a season record will be broken Ricky Henderson's record. And the bigger bases too, I mean, that. what do you think about the bigger bases? I know you told me you had a theory on that. Yeah, a super bold prediction on the Ricky Henderson thing. That that was always a record in my mind that stood out as one that might not be uh, broken for a long time. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think stolen bases are going to go up. I think, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of talk about what it's going to look like. I think the fastest tier of guys, like the guys that are, um, shoot, I, for some reason, Corbin Carroll, the first name that popped in my head, the rookie for the Diamondbacks, that guy's probably going to be stealing a ton of bases because he's insanely fast, right? Yep. Um, guys that are typically 20 base stolen guys might jump up to 25, 30. Um, but the guys that are five to 10 stolen bases might only jump up to seven or eight to 10 or 12 kind of, kind of range. I don't think there's going to be as much of a jump there. So, um, a lot of stolen bases. So when you look at, uh, what, what happened with the bases, like the base path is, I think it's four inches shorter. Um, and obviously they always say baseball is a game of inches, right? Um, I, I think there's going to be a couple of things that come with that. Um, one of my more creative theories is that the sliding is going to get a little bit more interesting. Like the flashier, like Javi Baez or like even Ronald Acuna is, a, is another good one where they do that yeah. kind of swim move, dodging the tag. All of a sudden they've got a little bit more, a little bit more room to work with. So when you think about the way that a shortstop or a second baseman receives the throw from the catcher, he doesn't want to catch it out front and then come bring it back to tag. That actually takes longer for him to, tag it and go a longer distance with the glove than if he were to just keep his glove on the base and let the ball travel from the catcher to him. Right. So take that into account. The fact that he's got a little bit more ground to cover. I think it opens the door for more creative slides. Um, I think that's a, that's something that's probably going to take time to develop as these base runners get used to having a little bit more surface area to play with. But um, I think it only feeds into your prediction that there's going to be a lot more stolen bases this year. And I think it's league wide. I, I don't, um, I just think it's unavoidable. I think it's what the MLB mm-hmm. wants. Um, they liked in the minors, and I think it was uh, on average 1.5 extra attempts a game. Now, again, minor leaguers aren't really trying to win as much as they are in the in the pros, but um, I think that's going to translate again to a top-heavy speed group that separates themselves even more from from kind of that middle pack. So, I, it's just it's so it's interesting to talk about. It's interesting to see what it's going to look like. Um, I think the stolen base leader is going to be above 40. I don't think For he's sure. going to have, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near 30 stolen bases. I think he's going to be 45. Um, I mean, pushing 50, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I, do you know off the top of your head who, who led the league in stolen bases last year? I want to say it was J-Rod. I know he had a ton of steals. John yeah. Birdie had 41, I think. Oh wow, yeah, I know, I know. J. Rod was in the upper thirties just because he's on my fantasy team last year, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Ultimately, me and CJ will be very excited to see how everything plays out. Um, CJ, let's get into a little bit though of our season long predictions. So typically, guys, we used to preview every single division. We are not wasting our time with that this year. Instead, we're just going to give you all our division winners. We'll give some wild cards. There'll be some de- other teams that we um 
that we are obviously high on that will probably miss the playoffs. But anyway, CJ, let's start things out in our division, the uh, East division over here in the uh, NL. And obviously going with the Braves to win the division. Look, I will say this throughout the podcast. I will tell you guys if I actually placed a future bet on it or not. I did not place a future bet on the Braves to win the division, but I do think the Braves are going to end up pulling out the division. The Phillies are going to be without Bryce Harper for a while. They have some other injuries they're going to have to deal with as well. I think their team will be tired ultimately from going deep in the playoffs. The Mets, I mean, we own the Mets. Give me the Braves. I, such a good take. Hey, look, I, you and I both know it. We're Atlanta homers. I mean, we're Braves fans through and through. Um, I Let's go Braves, right? Chop on. Braves are taking it. Now, I, there's a couple things that I, I would say is like uh-huh. people are really counting out the Mets, and that makes me nervous because – the Mets want to be a supervillain. Steve Cohen wants to be a supervillain, but instead mm-hmm. the Braves have this target on their back that they just, you know, they, they just can't get past the Braves, right? Um, now, the caveat here is like the Braves are the best team in the NL, and I'll hit on that probably more later, but the Mets are going to have a chip on their shoulders, especially because nobody is counting them out. How many times do you hear a team that wins a championship saying nobody had faith in us? Now, you hear that from like a team like the Georgia Bulldogs, who obviously are like a number one team in the country where they somehow got brainwashed by Kirby Smart. Um, But you still see that mentality prevail. And the narrative early on is that the Mets are going to be that team that nobody expects to actually win the division Mm -hmm. because the Braves are so loaded and because you just had an injury to the best closer in baseball. Um, You know, the Mets, they still scare me, but come on. Let's, let's be real. The Braves do own the Mets. Um, I might be a little bit nervous about it, but it doesn't mean I'm not taking the Braves. No, I'm 100% with you on that. I'm definitely nervous about it. I mean, the Phillies and the Mets are damn good teams. Shit, even the Marlins are a good team this year. So, Marlin, Marlins are going to be a little bit better than I think people think. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get close to winning 80 games. Um, I don't think they quite get there, but um, I think the Nationals will be a stomping ground. And, you know, this is probably one of the best divisions in baseball, if not the best division in baseball. Uh, The Phillies, you know, I don't know what to make of them. I I think they're probably going to win 85 games. And I think the Braves probably win it with 97 games, um, give or take. Mets somewhere somewhere in the low 90s. It's just um, that those are are pretty fine margins over the course of 162 seasons. season. No, absolutely. This division will be one in the dog days of the summer. Those games every single day mean a lot more in this division. The division that I say rivals them for the best division in baseball. We'll go over to the AL East here. And this one's stacked up as it always is. Um, I struggle with this one a lot, CJ. I ultimately am going to go with the Blue Jays to win this division. Look, I think the Yankees have a really good squad. I picked the Blue Jays last year, so I'm going to go back to them again. I think Romano is a solid at the back end of the bullpen. On top of that, I think they actually got better with the Teoscar Hernandez trade, bringing in Dalton Varsho. And I think they're actually probably the deepest team in all of baseball at the catcher position. I think that Vlad kind of had it. I feel like the all like the hype got to Vlad's head last year. And I think Vlad actually comes out and looks more like MVP Vlad. Fun fact for you, Bichette actually led the AL the last two seasons in hits. I think he's going to break out this year. They have a lot of good young guys. They have a lot of depth. Matt Chapman's in a contract year. Maybe George Springer can stay on the field. I'm going with the Blue Jays to win the division here. This is going to be an extremely competitive division. I, I love the take. I love the take because Bo Bichette is one of the guys I think is going to break out this year as well. I, I don't even know if you could say he's going to break out because I mean, he's been good. Like he's, it's not mm-hmm. like he's some sleeper guy. Like he got all this hype when he was a rookie and then it just kind of went away and probably not 
warranted either, right? Like you just said, he's led the league, led the A on hits. I mean, that's your shortstop. You're doing okay. So. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays, Yankees. I mean, this one's tearing me up. And the the, the funny thing is, the Rays are probably going to come out and win the division. <laughs> I know. Too, anyway, right? I, I, you know what? It, it's the Blue Jays or the Yankees. One of them wins it. The other one goes to the wild card. I got to go with the Yankees just because maybe it's just the Yankees, right? Like maybe it's just because they're the Yankees, but I just really struggle to bet against them. I, I think they've got a couple guys primed for breakout or, or maybe comeback years. I think, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I think Josh Donaldson comes out and has a good year. Um, I, I think his glove has always been there and, and maybe there's been a little bit of injury concern, um, but I think he's going to come back and actually have a pretty good year. I think the rotation got better. I know that there's some injury concern with Carlos Rodon, but uh, their, their starting rotation for opening day doesn't look like how they wanted it to, but it is a long season. I don't think any of those injuries are going to linger beyond a couple months at the most on the bad case of it. And beyond that, I, I think that they have one of the better rotations in baseball. You got Rodon, you got Garrett Cole, um, it's like, you know, topping it off as an elite one, two. I mean, yeah, Stanton's a stud. I, I I don't even care what the takes are on him. Like nobody hits the ball harder than John Carlos Stanton. Aaron Judge is is I mean, he's Aaron Judge. He's he's all of a sudden Yankee royalty. Um, Rizzo is just a consistently solid guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're going to be good. I I just think they're going to be a little bit better. I don't know how many wins they get. I don't know if they're going to be a ninety-five win team, but I think ninety wins might even get it done here. Yeah, I mean, I think these teams are definitely going to beat up on each other, like you said. I mean, we both might be vastly sleeping on the Rays here. Also, too, if Volpe comes up and is the guy that he's projected to be, it's going to be a scary team. I don't know. I'm go- Let's put it this way. I went back and forth with the Blue Jays and the Yankees here for the last couple of days, but I'm sticking with the Blue Jays. I'm going to trust that they're going to get it done. Let's go to the uh, central divisions. Arguably, it's still the two weakest divisions in baseball. We'll start things out here in the NL Central. CJ, who are you picking to win this division? Give me the Cardinals by a mile. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think the Brewers are very good. They're not they're not scaring me enough. Um, I don't think that they have the pitching. I don't think mm-hmm. they have the, the, the depth. Um, I think the Cardinals are stupid deep on offense. Their pitching is weak, to tell you the truth. I think they uh, do have an OK bullpen, but I mean, you, you can't really rely on on Wayno to carry you through a regular season and postseason. So I just think that the Cardinals offense is so loaded that. Even if, you know, they've got a guy that goes down, a key player that's going to go down, they've got younger guys that are super hyped up. I think you've got bounce back years from a guy like Tyler O'Neill. Um, I, I am pretty high on the Cardinals this year to just be pretty dominant. Wilson Contreras is a, is a great ad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be honest. Yadier Molina, his value is on defense, not offense. I mean, I think he's just been steadily declining. Um, obviously one of the all-time greats and, and um, as much as I, I don't like the guy or really the Cardinals, <laughs> um, they are going to be a dangerous, dangerous team um, that I think is going to walk through this division because the Cubs are going to be bad. The Reds are going to be bad. Yeah. The Pirates are going to be awful. Um, and Milwaukee is going to be just okay. Um, so I, I think they've got a pretty good, um, I think they got a pretty good chance of winning 90, I'm going to go 92, 93 wins maybe. Okay. And I think they uh, I think they walk through that division. I was very torn on this one. I think Jordan Walker is going to be like unbelievable. Um this this is a this is a tough division, man. I actually ended up going with the Brew Crew though to win it. Look, 
The thing that really hung me up on the Cardinals is I think all they right. probably have the most elite infield defense in all of the MLB, which is going to be huge. But at the same time, I think their pitching is just absolute trash. They're starting rotation. I think their rotation is terrible. I mean, Jack Flaherty is going to have to summon up that Cy Young level again in order to be that. But I actually like the Brewers lineup quite a good bit. I mean, they added um, they added the other Contreras brother, William Contreras, for basically nothing. Jesse Winker comes back in the division that he dominates. Let's see if he can get it going again. I like the also addition of Brian Anderson. think that some of these other guys in the outfield can step up. We need Christian Yelich to get back what he is. We need Adamas to take a step forward. But I actually think that their pitching is what's going to put them over the edge. You look at their bullpen, they still have one of the better bullpens in all of baseball. But their starting rotation, you go Corbin Burns to Woodruff. I mean, Freddie Peralta is your number four pitcher here. Wade Miley is a solid fifth pitcher to have. I think the Brewers have the pitching, and I think at the end of the day, pitching is what's going to win games in baseball. I think the Brewers are going to win this division. I think these are the only two teams that can. The Cubs, not seeing it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. look, the Cubs made a couple of really interesting moves with Dansby and um, – oh, God, I'm drawing Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. Uh, I was going to say uh, Bellinger, but, yeah. Um, I mean, look, the the Cubs, they're not – they're not anything special beyond what we've seen from the past. They're a, a bad franchise right now that made a couple interesting moves that'll sell some tickets and pretty curious to see how they do. But no, the, look, the Brewers, they, um, I think you hit on it kind of might like, uh, you're proving my point, I guess, when you talked about they really need Yelich to come back and, and be Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. They really need uh, a Willie Adamas to keep being a elite shortstop, which we'll see if it happens right like yeah jesse winker who i like jesse winker a lot but he's been you know it's been a long time since he was the jesse winker of old where he had like one or two 300 average seasons crazy to um, think is actually more. one season once he got traded to seattle he sucked last year in seattle so i feel like the change of scenery you know back to the old yeah it does feel like forever though because he was terrible last year it, it feels like a long time since he was good but no I, and i like that pick like as a comeback guy as a breakout guy i think he's not a bad one but i, I think that the the cardinals are good i think they do have an older pitching staff with all these new changes i think that helps them even though their pitching staff is albeit not good um i think that offense is just so loaded that they will work through the pitching woes. I think they probably are so deep that they make an acquisition as well because there's no way that everybody in St. Louis is is blind to the fact that pitching is where their weakness is. And you said you can't win without pitching. I I, I say that maybe expecting them to add. Um, I, I just I'm still not high in the Brewers. I Craig Council somehow still pulls rabbits out of his hat every year with teams that mm-hmm. don't impress me. So I'll take that with a grain of salt. But you know. Still taking the Cardinals, so I'll, I'll disagree with you on that one. I, I think it's an interesting race, though. I will give you that. No, it definitely is. I was very back and forth on it. Um, NL or the AL Central now. I think we're both going to be on the same one here. Give me the Guardians. This is actually one of the future bets that I was going to give y'all later. I went not just one, but I went two units on them to win the division. Somehow it's plus money, plus one twenty. I mean, it's not huge use, but the fact you're getting plus one twenty just baffles me here. Look. Seem is the best bullpen in baseball. You get it to the eighth inning, Karachek is going to send you down one, two, three, and then good luck getting a hit off Clause. I don't think, like, I, I seriously can't remember him blowing a single save last year. I know he obviously blew a couple, but I barely even remember it. This guy is unbelievable, but on top of that, this pitching rotation, Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, those guys are elite-level pitchers. The other guys, Savale, Quantrill, and Plezak are 
I mean, I like Quantrill. The other two guys are iffy, but this lineup got so much better. This is basically the same team guys that dominated this division last year. And on top of that, you bring in Josh Bell. Josh Naylor is going to have another year. Oscar Gonzalez is going to have another year. And you add Mike Zanino. I think Andres Jimenez is a huge sleeper. Same thing with Rosario. And not to mention the fact you have an MVP level, arguably top three player in all of baseball with Jose Ramirez. I think the Guardians run away with this division. I think they win over 100 games. Wow. That is, that is a hot take. That is a hot, hot take. Um, you texted me earlier saying you had a money future bet. No, you, no, I'll tell you my money future here in okay. a few minutes. Okay. All right. I love it. Um, I am um, I am not as high in the Guardians as you. I'm going to be honest with you. I wow. Think the, I think this might be the worst division in baseball. Um, it is, and, for sure. And I think everybody in here is going to look super mediocre. I think the Tigers are terrible, right? Like, let's get that out of the Awful. way. Awful. Uh, the Royals, I don't know, maybe a little bit better than the Tigers, but not by a lot. But then you actually, got White Sox. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I actually think the Royals are kind of slept on a little bit. I'll get, I'll talk about a player on their team I think is extremely slept on, but I actually think the Royals are going to finish second in this division. Oh gosh, that's insane. I, I think you're crazy for that. I think you're absolutely insane for that, especially considering you've got the Twins, who are at least average every single year. And they've got Carlos Correa, who's an absolute monster, who's anchoring their batting batting lineup. I, I think the Twins probably finish in third in this division behind one of the Guardians or White Sox. I know the White Sox are just sort of this train wreck, but there's too much damn talent on that team to just completely count them out. I'm just – LaRusse is gone, right, because he was a plague yeah. on, that, on that franchise for a year, but – I mean, Luis Robert is still Luis Robert. I know he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but imagine he does. He's a realistically 20 to 30 home runs, 30, 20 to 30 stolen bases. You know what the defense can give you. He's a supremely athletic guy that you're just waiting for him to stay healthy. Andrew Vaughn is another guy. He's finally getting to play his primary position at first base. He was the fourth overall draft pick and supposed to be the best hitter in that entire draft. Yep. We saw him have a good year, not a great year. I think you start to see him coming into his okay. own. He's one of my breakout guys of being like a absolute stud. I know that's a pretty popular opinion, but I, the writing is on the wall, right? There's a reason yeah. it's a popular opinion. Um, I really, Andrew Benintendi is not a flashy addition, but he is a just steady train that can just chug along throughout the course of the season and give you a, a minimum 280 floor from a batting average perspective, maybe higher. I think we've seen it. I think he was a 290 guy last year. I know he's been a 300 guy in Boston in the past. Man, I, I'm higher in the White Sox than um, than, than obviously you are. Um, I think that they've got some pretty low projections out there because their depth isn't as good. They still have a very solid pitching staff, right? Like, let's not count out Dylan yeah. Cease just being a top Cy Young candidate, right? Yeah, he definitely um, is. Right. Uh, like, there, there was talent littered across that that lineup and that roster more so than I would say any other team, the guardians being probably second to there. So give me the white Sox to win it. I know that's a, that's a deep take, but um, give me the white Sox and the guardians to drag this thing out until September where I think the white Sox win it by a couple games. And I don't think they win more than 86, 87 games to take this division. Okay, that actually makes me feel a little bit better, the fact you said the games they win, because I actually have five units on their under win total at 86 and a half on the White Sox. I mean, I just 86. I just feel yeah, like this lineup, like when you look at it, all these guys are injury prone, and on top of like banking on these guys to stay healthy, 
I think these, these guys are a little overrated. Like, I mean, Robert, we've been sitting, me and you've been texting back and forth the last three years saying like, oh, this guy's the future. Like, I haven't seen him take the step forward. Andrew Vaughn, I mean, Mankata, I feel like has really fallen off. Eloy can't stay on the field. Tim Anderson's been getting hurt. I mean, I think Ben Attende is a solid addition, but I think it's the weakest lineup they've had in the last three years. I mean, I think Cease is a stud, but Lynn is just getting older. Giolito's kind of... I don't know. Giolito's just such an up and down guy. I like Kopech in their. I mean, I think their rotation's solid. I just think that their win total is way too high, in my opinion. I think this is like an 82, 83 win team. So on on my book, I don't know where you're getting that 86 yeah. and a half at. I'd, I'd probably take that under as well. On my book, I'm getting that 82 and a half. I, I've it's got it that low. Right I've wow. got it pulled up right now. That's, I will say that, I, I did take that like right when they posted them, like probably a month and a half ago. So that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardians are at 86 and a half right now on, okay. um, on my book. And um, let's see. Royals are at 69 and a half. That might be a good one to take as an over as well. Yeah. But, uh, what are the yeah. Uh, Red Sox at now? Red Sox are at 78 and a half. Okay. I have the Red Sox at 77 and a half. So it's like a bad number, but I don't think the Red Sox are going to be any good this year. There's their number one pitcher right now is Corey Kluber. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Corey Kluber guy. I hate to say it, but I was in like what 2000 and 2017. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He's washed. He's washed. Um. All right, let's go over to the uh, West. Actually, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll do the West one. All right, guys, we're back after a quick break. We are going to go to the West now, which have some of the biggest juggernauts in the entire sport. We'll start out in the NL West. CJ, are you going with the Chalky Dodgers to win the division once again? I'll tell you, this is the weakest Dodgers team I think we've seen in a couple of years. Agreed. Uh, um, that lineup, it, it doesn't scare me. I, I mean, the Dodgers, maybe this is me being a, a Braves fan, right? But, like, the Dodgers are always going to worry me. Mm -hmm. But this is the least I've been – they're no longer the boogeyman of the West. Um, they – they're a shadow of themselves offensively. Now, the problem is it's still Dave Roberts, and he is probably still going to come close to winning 100 games. <laughs> That's just not where I got him. Not by looking at this roster, looking at this lineup, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and who, right? I mean, Max yep. Muncy, sure. I mean, what are we talking about? Miguel Vargas is as a rookie could could come out and surprise some folks. I, I know he's got some really good looking minor league numbers with a pretty underwhelming uh, debut last year. He he could be a guy. I'm not I'm not arguing that. I, I just I'm just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. I think that um, I think the the Padres are going to be a better team, right? Give me Juan Soto. Give me Manny Machado. Give me Fernando Tatis on a bounce back. Yeah. Right. Give me a little bit of the swaggy Padres over the just steady Eddie Dodgers. I'm going to go and, and shock it a little bit. I think 90, man, I, I mean, 95 wins almost seems too high to win this division because it's tight. It's talented. You've got a couple teams in here that are going to win 80 plus games at least. Um, and that's going to take away wins from other of the, you know, some, in the top end guys like the Padres and Dodgers, right? Like the Giants and Diamondbacks are both going to sneak some wins that are going to draw out from the Padres and Dodgers win total. Um, give me the Padres winning 95 ish games over a low 90s win Dodgers team. I, I just, the Dodgers don't scare me like they used to. And I hope that's not going to get clipped and recorded, right? Because <laughs> 
it's still Dave Roberts. And the I just clipped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could use a viral TikTok every once in a while. So there you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll definitely not complain about getting a viral TikTok. I actually, CJ, could not be more with you on any take than this one right here. I, like I like I was going through doing these. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take the Dodgers win the division, and I was like, well, you know, I'm checking out everybody's lineup. I was like thinking about it. I wouldn't check it out. I actually think that they didn't pay Trey Turner because they're saving their money to go ahead and pay up the big bucks for Shohei Otani in the offseason. Uh, I love that. I love that tick. So this could be their season where they just pass on it. I love the addition of Bogarts to the Padres. I think the Padres win the division. They have a hell of a rotation. I mean, the Dodgers are a Clayton Kershaw back injury from having a really shitty rotation with one guy in Urias, which, I mean, we know Kershaw's back is going to have tightness at some point in time. I'm just waiting yeah. for it to happen. Give me the Padres to win this division. Um, also, if we'll say, I do like the Diamondbacks take as well. Diamondbacks are a pretty feisty team. Diamondbacks, I think, I think they win 80 games, which I think is maybe mm-hmm. more than um, – than what people are thinking from them. Um, you know, I, I think, let's see if I can find their odds real quick here. Here we go. 75 wins on my book right okay. now, 75 and a half. I, I think they can get over that, honestly. Um, they're going to be a good, not great team. Um, I, 80 wins seems reasonable. Uh, maybe something 78, 79. I think there's some value to be had in that over. Uh, Corbin Burns looks like he's going to be a super exciting young guy. Um, I don't know if he's going to hit 30 home runs, but he's probably going to steal 40 bases. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be playing every day in a really pretty, not an impressive uh, Diamondbacks lineup. So, yeah, no, I, I like that. I think the Giants are are never to be toiled with either. Agreed. They're, they're a high 80s win team probably, and at least. And um, you said it, Camilo Duvall is, is a freak of nature uh, as a closer. I think that lineup is is always solid and steady. Uh, Mitch Haniger starting the year on the IL, but he could be a breakout. Shocker. Mitch Haniger on the IL. Shocker. <laughs> like two years, but you, you can't deny the talent there, right? For sure. He's, he's, a, he's a deep pick, a deep deep take kind of, we'll see what he can bring to the table. He could be a difference maker and make that uh, make that division even more interesting because uh, I think it's actually closer than people think in the top three. No, I agree with you completely. Mitch Haniger is an absolute stud when he's healthy. Um, a, a little future bet I do have in this division. I actually didn't. It's weird. The Dodgers and the Padres are both favored, so I just passed on actually placing a bet on the Padres to win the division. I wanted to get them at plus money, but I did actually put twenty bucks on Zach Gallen plus eighteen hundred to win Cy Young. I think that kid is an absolute freak. Wow. Yeah. So we'll That's get a good back. One. So we'll get back to that one here in a little later. Let's go to the uh, other side here. We'll go to the AL. Who are you taking here? The Astros as usual. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to. I think they're not. I this is the, the, kind of similar to uh, to the Dodgers. They're a little bit weaker than I think they have been in years past. Um, I kind of like the Jose Abreu pickup. I think he's kind of a steady guy that they could use at first mm-hmm. base. I think Kyle Tucker is a top 10 player in baseball. I think he's incredible. I don't think he gets quite enough recognition as being that good. Because I do think he's a 30 home run. And especially this year, he could be a 30-30 guy. Um, and he brings a very, very, very above average offense, obviously, and, and, a, and a decent defensive corner outfielder as well. I think he's really good. I think he carries that team. And I hate to say it. I know Jose Altuve is out for a lot of this year. He's pretty freaking good, too. Uh, Jeremy Payne is not too bad himself. Their pitching is a bit of a weak spot for Ever Valdez. Um, is going to be probably their lead guy. Um, and you're leaning a lot on a guy that's not been proven as a number one. Um 
you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I like the Angels. That's one over that I do have as a future is they're projected, I think, like 81 and a half on, on my book. And uh-huh. I, I think it's been like three years in a row I've bet the over on their win total and I've been under every <laughs> single time. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just I'm just being stubborn and I get it. And I don't give a shit because it's Mike Trout and it's Shohei Otani. Taylor Ward is going to be a monster again this year. He's another slept-on guy that I think is going to be really dang good. Um, I, I Sandoval as their frontline guy doesn't wow you, but I think he's got a little bit of a dog in him after, especially after seeing him in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the World Baseball Classic actually might light a bit of a fire under some of his angels, you know, buds. I think they finished second in division, and I know you're going to hate that because I think you like the Mariners a lot, but I'm taking the Astros to win ninety. 90 games and I'm taking 86 wins from the angels to come in second and give me like 80, I don't know, 85 wins. I mean, it's tight with the Mariners. I'm not a buyer in the Mariners yet. I'm not a, I'm not a buyer there. I think that they're coming in with a lot of hype. I still think the Astros win this division by about four games, even though I don't think they're as strong as they have been in years past. I agree with everything you said about the Astros. Like, I definitely don't think they're as strong as they've been in the past. It is so hard to go against them. I'm let's put it this way. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take the Mariners to win the division. I think the Astros can very well win. This is nothing I'm putting any money on, is either team to win this division. I think whoever doesn't win the division definitely makes the playoffs. And I agree with your Angels take. I think the Angels and the Rangers are both extremely feisty. I actually have been reading that Detmers, the uh, Angels pitcher, has seen an I- increase in velocity on his pitches. I mean, him, Sandoval, and Otani is a pretty nice rotation. I think like Renhifo and David Fletcher and some of those other guys, I think the Angels actually probably have the strongest team they've ever had around Trout and Otani, which is exciting as a baseball fan. There's nothing more I'd love to see them make the playoffs. I, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, part of me is like just wanting to speak into existence that they sneak into a wild card spot. I, I think this is a low win division. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good division, um, better than probably some of the records. I think they a lot of these teams are going to beat up on each other because you said it, the Rangers yep. are going to be good. The um, <laughs> the A's are, are the A's, they're just, I mean, they're a dumpster fire. They're probably. They might be the worst team in baseball along with the Tigers. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's just nothing about this team that excites me except for maybe A.J. Puck. But beyond him, <laughs> beyond him, I mean, I think that team sucks. So the Rangers are going to be – I think the Rangers surprised some folks. I think they can get close to 80 wins, maybe maybe even like 82 wins. I don't know. I think Corey Seager is going to be really good this year. Who knows what you're going to get from Jacob deGrom, but we'll see. I, I mean – They've shown they're committed to winning. I, I'm excited to see it. Shoot, I live in Dallas. I live 30 minutes from the stadium. I'm excited for the Rangers this year. Uh, I know there's a lot of a lot more buzz this year than there have been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be enough to beat the Astros at a division, in my opinion. No, definitely not. I actually want to see what Josh Jung is going to do. I think he could actually be the key to this entire team and really give them a scary lineup with that three-headed monster they can have up at the top with Simeon and Seager. But um, I just think when I look at the Seattle team, like, I don't see how they don't have arguably the best team in all of baseball when you look at their lineup. I mean, it's up there with any of the top lineups you put up there. They have a great bullpen. They go three deep. 
in the bullpen. I mean, you can switch off between Seawald or Munoz, who you want to close out the game. Luis Castillo is a certified number one. I mean, when you have Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, George Kirby as your five pitchers, I mean, those that's disgusting. And then on top of that, J-Rod's only going to get better. You add Teoscar Hernandez in there. I mean, Cal Raleigh's a beast behind the plate. I want to see Kalinick actually do something if jared kulinic can actually do 50 percent of what he was supposed to do as an mlb player this lineup will have no holes in it i think that i think this team's gonna be awesome but like you said they're definitely gonna beat up on each other that's why i'm not saying they have the best best uh record in baseball you know, you know i i don't i i kind of disagree i think that there's a lot of a lot of holes in their lineup yeah, julio rodriguez I, I don't think you even need to touch on him or we even need to talk <laughs> about him because i think it's understood that he is just yeah an insane he's a monster right um, I mean, I, I'm hoping for a 30-30 season for him. I know I've thrown that around a lot. Realistically, that's a huge feat. I, stolen bases are going to be less of a premium than they were last year. But what are we talking about with Kyle Rowley? I mean, yeah, you might get 20 home runs from your catcher. That's pretty good. Um, I think the swing guy is is probably going to be Jared Kalanick. If he can show up, mm-hmm. the Mariners all of a sudden have a huge piece of their lineup that they're missing because outside of J-Rod, Eugenio Suarez, I mean, he might be another swing guy. I don't think he was very good last year. Um, he had a decent say, bit of bombs, but he's never been an average hitter. Two, 215 average, 27 bombs. So there you go. Teoscar Hernandez, fine. I think you know you're going to get 250 and 25 to 30 home runs with him. J.P. Crawford, he doesn't wow me from an offensive standpoint. He had five home runs last year and only six stolen bases. So, I mean, I think his defense is there, but yeah. Ty France – I don't see a lot there. Colton Wong, defensive guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see it unless AJ Pollock or Jared Kalanick. AJ Pollock is going to do what? Right, like Jared yeah. Kalanick. We'll see. I I don't think they're as deep as you're saying. I guess is my point. I'm I'm poking holes in it. Fair, fair, hey, fair. You know, I poked holes in your White Sox. You poke holes in my Mariners. <laughs> we're, even, we're even. We're <laughs> even. Okay, so to recap, for the NL East, we both took the Braves. For the AL East, I took the Blue Jays. CJ took the Yankees. For the Central, we I had the Guardians. He had the White Sox. He had the Cardinals. I had the Brewers. Then for the for the West. We both went Padres. That was agreement there once again. And then I went with the Mariners, and he went with the Astros. Um, I do not recommend putting any money on the winner of that division, by the way. I think it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. With no further ado, CJ, we have two wild card teams to talk about here. For the NL, who are you going with as your wild card teams? Yeah, so – you know, I was back and forth on Dodger, Dodgers and Padres, and I think one of those teams yep. was yeah. the division, and I think the other team is going to be the wild card. Um, I lean – I mean, I, I guess I lean the Dodgers, right? I, I've kind of mm-hmm. I've kind of put myself there. Um, and then the other one I'm going to go with the Mets. I, I still think that they are really dang good, and I don't think Steve Cohen lets that team lose. Like, no I shot. I don't think he is going to – He's going to do everything in his power to make sure that that team is on the forefront of baseball media, right? One way or the other, whether it be those stupid trumpets or (laughs) whatever he has to do, like Steve Cohen is going to Mm -hmm. make sure that these guys are a top five name in baseball and winning is a crucial part of his plan. They're not going to go away. The Braves win the division. The Mets are going to be a wild card team by winning 90 plus games. That's what I've got in the NL. AL. 
Jays and Yanks, I was kind of back and forth. Um, I think I took the Yankees to win the division, so I got to take the Jays to to make it. It's kind of a Dodgers Padres situation where um, they're both really good, and I think that they're both playoff teams, and they're both going to make the playoffs. I think the Yankees win the division. I think the Jays make it to the uh, to the wild card because I think the Jays scare the crap out of me. Like, not a team that I would want to play. Young and hungry. Um, and then the second wild card team is kind of where it gets interesting. Um, you know, it, it's. Mariners or Angels? <laughs> uh, I I, I want to go Angels. I really do. Um, but the, the Mariners got a taste and they might be hungry for more. Um, God, that's such a toss-up. It's such a toss-up for me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know go with a go with a hot take. Give me the Angels. Hey, I don't hate it at all. Look, I tried to come on here and give you all a hot take. The Marlins are going to make the playoffs. I even thought about giving a hot hot takes on other teams, too, to make it. I mean, the podcast is called Hot Takes TV3. That's what we do. There's just simply no way, though, that I could take the Marlins or the Diamondbacks to make the playoffs over the Mets, over the Phillies, and over the Dodgers. I'm going to go the exact same as you and go with the Dodgers and go with the uh, Mets. Phillies, I just think they're going to be a little tired. I think they overperformed a little bit on that playoff run. I think they come back down to earth. Also, Bryce Harper is probably going to miss the first half of the season, so that one's going to hurt as well. Um, when they, I look over here at the AL, I got to do the exact same thing as you. I picked the Blue Jays, so I'm going to take the Yankees to be a wild card team. And my other wild card team struggled with this one as well, went back and forth on a lot of teams. But, I mean, there's no way I'm not taking the Astros to make it. So I'm going Astros and Yankees as my wild card team. So I'm in the same boat as you. Um, for the you know, NL, the, what were you about to say? I, no, I was just going to say the problem, it, like the NL is pretty easy because I think you can kind of, I, I don't think there's a lot of room for a hot take in the NL. When it comes mm-hmm. to the AL, I think there's a little bit more room. I think the teams aren't quite as as deep in the division. So it's like, yeah, Yankees, Blue Jays, one of those, probably both those teams make playoffs. Guardians are probably going to be a playoff team as well. Um, and if the White Sox win, Guardians are honestly probably another great wild card pick. I I just, I don't know. I mean, Mariners, Angels, you've got a slew of teams that can slide into a second wild card spot. So I don't know, you know, these divisions never quite shake out how people think. It's a tough one to predict. I think that there's uh, there's room to be wrong in this one. For sure. And on to be honest with you, look, I'm not saying anybody should do this. I'm not saying I would take it. I think the Dodgers making the playoffs would be the safest hot take out of all these teams to miss the playoffs. I just, when you look at the rosters go down, I think they lost the most out of all these teams. I mean, they really have lost a lot over the last few years. So if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs, does Dave Roberts get the boot? Absolutely. He's got one Mickey Mouse World Series. Sorry, Dodgers fans. It's Mickey Mouse World Series. It is. And... (laughs) And if they miss the playoffs, you think he's gone? Even with that roster, it's not a secret yes. that their team is the weakest it's been in five years, probably. I think he is 150% gone. And I think that Shohei Otani gets somewhere around $60 million a year to come play for them. Why, why would he go if they just missed the playoffs? He just got done with that same crap in Anaheim. Well, you can sell him on that we're the Dodgers and not only are we paying this money to you, but you tell us who else you want to come play baseball for you and we will gladly take it out and write any amount of money that they want on a check and hand it to them. That's fair. exactly what the Dodgers do. <laughs> it's it's a little I'm, I'm, I'm pressing you, but it doesn't mean I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But anyway, neither of us are taking that. Um, so for the NLCS, I'm going with the Padres versus the Braves. And as a Braves fan, I hate to say it, but I'm going to take the Padres to upset the Braves because I don't want to be too much of a homer here. 
And for the NLCS, I'm going to go with the Astros versus the Yankees in like the one millionth time rematch. And for like the one millionth time, I'm going to take the Astros to beat the Yankees. And I'm going to go with the repeat winner here and take the Astros to beat the Padres in the World Series. Wow. Wow. I uh, that it's that's bold. I think you had the Astros losing the division nonetheless. I did, but see, I feel like that's going to motivate them for the playoffs, and they're going to come out. I think Christian. I see. I just think that Hunter Brown, Christian Javier, like I feel like those guys are going to come into their own. Luis Garcia, and they're going to be ready to rock in the playoffs, which is when it's time. I think they're going to look at the regular season as it's a long season. We're going to get our guys healthy because I think Michael Brantley is supposed to come back at some point in the season too. So you know they're just going to look at it as we're going to get healthy, we're going to wait, and they're going to peak in the playoffs. I mean, a lot of times it is kind of that wild card team who goes on the run, and that's my wild card team that will go on the run. That's uh, a good take. I like that a lot. I um I want to go Braves and I want to go, man. You know, I really want to go Braves Padres with you, um, because the Braves I think are the deepest team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that somebody in left field is going to come up and step up to the fucking plate and like make something happen here. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss in your podcast or not. Nah, go go ahead. Apologies. I think I did earlier a bunch of times too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ozuna or Rosario, give me somebody to step. I, I think the Braves are going to be really good. Um, and as long as they don't get into this, the dog days of the NL East race against mm-hmm. the Mets again, which I think hurt both them and the Mets last year. I mean, it, the Braves and Padres, but I don't have a lot of confidence in that because the Cardinals scare me and because it's still the Dodgers. Um, I'm kind of counting out the Mets because uh, I don't know. I, I just. They scare me, but they don't scare me that much. Um, so I'm going to go um, – and I, I think the Padres-Dodgers makes a lot of sense too for a rematch there. I, I just don't see that happening with the same divisions. I think it's going to go Braves-Padres. I, I, as much as I want to fight it, I think those are the best two teams in the NL. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to pick the best two teams in the NL face off against each other. Um, and I think the Braves win. I, I, I'll, I'll be the homer there. I like I it. Really, I really do think they are the best team in baseball. From the AL, oof, give me – it's a tough one. I mean, Yankees-Astros is the obvious pick here. Um, there's no question about it. Um, I think uh, I'd love to throw a hot take in there and say the White Sox do something crazy. Uh, but unless they do more and add to that team at the deadline, I, I don't think that they're deep enough to make that run. They're incredibly shallow. And it's a, it's a stretch for them even to win that division, right? So um, give me the Yankees and give me the Astros. I think those are, again, the best two teams in the American League. And I'm going to take the Yankees to get over the hump, make it to the World Series. A Braves-Yankees World, Braves World Series would be electric. Revenge. Um, it, yeah, right? Um I don't really know if it's a revenge game at that point because it's been it's been a little while. I don't think any, any of those guys <laughs> are on the team anymore. But jeez, um, I know it's like I don't want to be a homer here. Um, I, but objectively, I, I like I said, I think the Braves are the best, deepest team, mm-hmm. um, the most to gain from guys that are on bounce back years. A team that won 101 games should probably only be getting better. Right, like Ron Acuna at full yeah. strength, which they didn't have. Ozzy Albies is bound. Is I mean, I think we're seeing his floor the last couple of years. Um, give me him healthy. Who knows what's going to happen? Ozuna can't be any freaking worse. Eddie Rosario obviously can't be worse because I think he was blind last year. Blind um, Eddie. Yeah, right. And I mean, <laughs> fine. You, you take away Dan's response and you replace him with Orlando Arcia. I, 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him, but I think there's enough ground to be made up elsewhere. The pitching, I think, is only going to be better. I mean, Charlie Morton, I think we saw his floor too. Again, I know I'm a Braves homer, but I think that the team that won 101 games last year actually got a lot better coming into this year. I, again, just looking at it like straight numbers to numbers, the team you picked to win the World Series usually is the bet the team you think is the best team in the league. Yeah. Give me the Braves of the Yankees. In, in I, six games, by the way. I'm also going to say this, CJ. Part of the reason why I didn't pick the Braves is so two years ago, I did not pick the Braves to win the World Series or they won. Last year, I picked the Braves to win the World Series and they did not. So I definitely don't hate it at all, guys. I mean, this is it's going to be between these teams ultimately. So CJ basically went with the other two that I had in my final four. Love that. Um, let's keep things moving here. Uh, let's go to our award winners. Um, we'll start things out here with the MVP. I think me and CJ will be very similar on both these. Let's put it this way, guys. I don't see how you pick him against Shohei Otani in the AL. The guy, in my opinion, is definitely going to repeat. I mean, when you have the war he has and you put up the numbers he does, you're going to have to come out there and put up like superstar, like godlike numbers in order to beat him. I don't see it happening. Give me Otani. And for the National League, I'm going with Acuna, like you kind of just said a second ago. I think he's really going to bounce back from his injury, and I think the Braves are going to need the power in the middle of their lineup. I think that that Acuna ends up getting it done. You know, to anybody listening to this, thinking about betting on an American League MVP, don't. um, It's Shohei or nothing to tell you exactly. And at plus two hundred odds, you're really just betting on him staying healthy, because if he stays healthy. A 3.8 ERA on the mound with 200 strikeouts, a 280 batting average with 30 home runs gets mm-hmm. it done. Neither one of those is eye popping, right? Maybe 200 strikeouts is pretty impressive, but pair that with everything else. It's like, look, Aaron Judge hitting 60 home runs and hitting what 320 or whatever he did last year was phenomenal. That was Aaron Judge's ceiling. He can come close to that all he wants. I think that it was a a Yankee and record-breaking type thing that he did that Mm -hmm. won him the MVP because Shohei is the best player we've ever seen. We've never seen anything like him. Shohei Otani, it's not close. Uh, I love Mike Trout. I love Kyle Tucker. Um, I think they both finished probably top five. J-Rod's up there. Jordan's a monster. Um, Aaron Judge is a monster. Otani by a mile. Um, Assuming everybody stays healthy. Um. MVP on the NL side. This one was much more open. Very um, open. I think odds on favorite is like Juan Soto. Um, I don't buy it. I, I as much as I think Juan Soto is, you know, the our current version of Ted Williams. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I, I'm not a not against Juan Soto. I, I, to win the MVP, I had to do a little bit more than that. Mookie has got to be up there. Ronald has got to be up there. Um. God, it's so much tougher. I mean, look at last year. Paul Goldschmidt won it, and nobody saw him coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me for, like, a Freddie Freeman to win another MVP, to tell you the truth, just because veteran guys like that know how to get the job done and might come away with a 300 batting average and a 330 – or three, yeah, 330 batting average and 30 home runs that could get the job done, right? So, Ron Acuna healthy. Give me the flash. Give me a 40-40 season from Ronald to win the MVP. Yeah, 40-40 season, definitely going to win you an MVP. I like that pick there. I figured we'd be on the same page there. Um, I wanted to fight you. I just couldn't. (laughs) Rookie of the year here. Look, 
there's a lot of flashy rookies. There's a lot of guys that I wanted to touch on here, but rookie of the year, I'm going with both of our uh, Japanese fellows. I'm going with uh with uh Matsusada Yoshida and Kota Senga. Look, I compared him to the Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons situation. These guys, Ben Simmons, you know, he sat out for a year. He's a super rookie. These guys are super rookies. They're 29 and 30 years old, playing in the second best league in all of baseball. I just, I just think there's no point in bet- taking anybody else to win it besides them too. I'm with you. I shot you that note like a month before you the did. He- baseball classic on Masataka Yoshida. The mm-hmm. guy is the real deal. I've got him at the third best odds right now. Anthony Volpe or Volpe or however you even say Volpe. it is coming in with a lot of hype right now because he just made the squad. I don't care. It's just more value for Yoshida. Um, the guy's a stud. He's a stud. I don't know he hits 30 home runs, but 20 home runs and a 300 average doing what he does in the World Baseball Classic absolutely gets it done. Unless Gunnar Henderson is just the absolute truth, which he might be. But give me Masataka Yoshida, 100% in the AL. And else trickier. Um, I like Corbin Carroll. I've hit on him a couple of times. I don't know that he has kind of the pop that you typically see from a lot of these uh, rookie of the years. Jordan Walker's a monster. I got to go with the, the favorite right now. Jordan Walker from the Cardinals. I think he might just be that freaking good. And um, he's my pick. Give it to me. I know he's the favorite, but I'll take him. Hey, I like that pick a lot. I think he's going to be a beast. By the way, I did bet on uh, Senga plus 800 and uh, Yoshida plus 700 to win their respective awards. So I did actually bet on those, and I did bet on Acuna as well. Um, Next one up here, let's go Cy Young. Um, Who do you have for your Cy Young, CJ? Cy Young's tough, man. Um, AL, you've got a kind of a, a tight little group here. DeGrom, Cole, Cease. Um, kind of headlining that top three. Um, Cease caved me in high school, so um, I, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I almost wanted to pick him. I actually drafted him on my fantasy team. I think he is that freaking good, really. I think he's too. Um, yeah, I, I do this every year, and I'm burned on it every year. But Jacob Degrom's best pitcher in baseball, so give me Degrom if he stays healthy. He is a Cy Young guy. Yep. You're just betting. It's the same thing with Otani but with a lot more injury risk. The ground to stay healthy is your Cy Young. I like that. Um, I actually went with Alec Manoa to win Cy Young. I didn't put any money on it or anything. I just think the Blue Jays are going to be really good, and I think that if that they're going to be as good as I think they're going to be, I feel like somebody's got to head up that rotation. I mean, we've seen the stuff Manoa has. I think he's just going to keep building, building, building. So I think Manoa is going to come out here and get it done for him in the uh, in the AL. Who you got for the NL? You know, it's a tough one. I think Corbin Burns is the best pitcher. Yep. Maybe. I, like Alcantara makes me think a lot. Uh, back-to-back Cy Young's is insane to me. And what's the motivation to, to be that good on the Marlins? Like, you, you kind of take some intangibles into account because Alcantara should be the best pitcher. And I want to take him to win back-to-back Cy Young's because I think he's that good. Verlander just won a Cy Young in the AL last year. Can he do it again with the Mets? Gosh, it's it's tough. You've still got Scherzer. I think Strider actually comes in top five odds. I think that's a bit of a stretch maybe for him. I think he's really good, but mm-hmm. fifth fifth best in the NL is a stretch maybe, um, or, or maybe not. But it's it seems like it. Um, give me um. Give me Corbin Burns as much as I'm reluctant to say it, kind of going against the Brewers today. Uh, I, I think he's that freaking good, and, and I'll take him to win the Cy Young in 2023. 
No, absolutely. He might lead the MLB in strikeouts. So I think that's a great pick. I actually went with Zach Gallon, like I said earlier, plus 1,800. I just think there's really good value on Gallon. Like you said, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of good pitchers. And I think if he comes out here as the stud, he's going to get some run support. They actually, the Dimebacks actually have a really good pitching coach. Last year, they kind of picked up a bunch of guys who'd been around a lot of places and made them into decent pitchers. So I feel like he's going to be do a good job with uh, Gallon this year. And he's going to have a breakthrough season, just like he did the second half of last year. Um, manager of the year. Look, I didn't really know what to do with these as much just because I feel like it's the same guys over and over again. So I want to sh- skip Schumacher with the Marlins. I just feel like the Marlins are going to have a feisty little season. Could see him getting some love. And then I went with John Schneider for the Mariners just because I picked the Mariners to break through and win the division. I think somebody knocking off the Astros to win the division definitely deserves manager of the year. Nod. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Well, I don't have any off the top of my head, but I know, um, I'm going to go film angels because I think the angels, if, if I'm betting on the angels to make the playoffs, yeah. um, I, I think they got to be a shoe in. Um, I'm trying to look at like my, my division winners or, or the guy, the teams that I'm thinking are sleepers and I, nobody's even standing out to me. I mean, you, you kind of said it. it's like the guys that you're picking to win the division are mm-hmm. the same guys every year. It's like, are you really going to pick those guys to, to be your, your coach of the year? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pick, um, Brian Snicker to be my coach of the year because um, he's 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 supposed to win the division, right? Yeah. So, well, who's the uh, who's the D backs manager? D backs manager. I think it's it's an old. I'm pretty sure it's an old, an old player. Um, I can't remember who it is. I think if we're both high on the D backs, he might be a good pick for you. Um, Tori Lovello. He's um he's been there. He's been there for a minute. Yeah, he's longest he's longest tenured Diamondback. Diamondbacks wow. manager in history. He was hired in 2017. Um, so, you know, that's not a bad take, actually. I, I like where your head's at there. Um, let me see if I can't pick someone else off really quick. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's got to be because I, the Reds might be better just because I, I, I'm i kind of high on Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, but. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I don't think the Reds are, uh, are are winning seventy games, so they might they might lose a hundred this year. But yeah, Ooh, no, yeah. they do have a they do have a nasty farm system though. Um, we are quick to running out of time here, guys. Let's go with our two breakout players, and then I have one future bet that I haven't given out yet. I'm sure CJ has one or two he wants to talk about as well. So I'm gonna go with um Vinny Pasc. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I believe it's Pasquino for the. Uh, for the Royals, this guy is a slugger. He came up for like the first like 10 games, could not hit the ball. He's hitting like 100. I think he got his average up to like 250. He's a power hitter. He played at Vanderbilt. This guy's an absolute stud. And I mean, those of y'all who follow me on Twitter and know what I like in baseball, I'm going with O'Neill Cruz, man. This guy's a true freak of nature. I think this guy is like, he's like the Wimbanyana of baseball and the Giannis of baseball with how he's six seven shortstop. I think he's going to have a monster season this year. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to go. Uh, Vinny is a, uh, he's a character. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch. Uh, For sure. If you watch any of the world baseball classic with Italy. Um, I'm going to go Andrew Vaughn. I hit on him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy was supposed to be the best hitter of his draft class. And I think it's, uh, it's going to come to fruition. The numbers aren't bad as it is, but let's take into account the intangibles of him playing his primary position full time. Now that Jose Abreu has gone on a pretty good White Sox lineup. I think 30 to 40 home runs and 100 RBIs is in his future. I don't know, maybe an all-star. I don't know that he's going to be that good, but I think he's going to break out and okay. become a regular, routinely dominant 
power hitter, one of those guys that you kind of fear anytime he comes up the plate, you think he might make something happen. On the NL, harder to say. Uh, not a lot of guys st stood out, but I'm going to go with either, and I know this might be breaking the mold a little bit, but a Max Muncy or J.D. Martinez at the Dodgers, I think one of them is going to come out hitting 30 mm -hmm. home runs. Um, I think they're going to have to if the Dodgers are going to be as good as they are. So that's kind of my pick. I really didn't like either one of them. Nobody else stood out. I mean, Charlie Morton was another one, but again, that kind of breaks them all. He's an old head who's just down for a bounce yeah. back year. So, you know, Miguel Vargas, I, again, three Dodgers is kind of coming up. So we'll see. Yeah, I'd say that's a solid pick. Okay, so we have two minutes left on the link before we get kicked out. So no further ado, the future bet I texted you about earlier, CJ. It is the race to be the first team to win 10 games this season. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 810 for half a unit. They open with a three-game series at home versus the Tigers, and they go on the road to Washington, and then they play back at home again versus the A's, and then they get the Red Sox. I think they could start the season out 10-0, maybe lose one game. The only other team who has an easy schedule is the Astros, and their schedule is still substantially easier than the Astros. They're going to start out with probably the three worst teams in baseball. I love that. I, I think that's an elite pick. Healthy pitching staff coming into the year, a team that you know is steady throughout the year and, and a contender to win 90 games easily, playing against three just dog water teams. I love it. Hey, I'm glad you gave me the backing on that one. I, th I honestly couldn't believe it was plus 810. So pretty happy about grabbing that one. You have any future bets you want to give out before we get kicked out of the link? Uh, angels, 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 give it to me. Um, okay. 86 win team sitting in at about 81 and a half, um, on the over is I just, I think there's just value to be had there. Um, and then honestly, Mets under 91 and a half. Sorry, not sorry. I like it. I like it. Anyway, guys, once again, we appreciate everyone who tuned into our uh, MLB season preview. I hope it wasn't too long for all y'all. CJ, always a pleasure, man. Hey, enjoyed it, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, guys, we'll get CJ back on here again soon to talk baseball with us as the season goes on. Later on this week, we will have the Final Four preview out. But as always, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.